Welcome back to What's Orange. I'm Smithy, the podcaster. Uh, Greg Dakey's going to join us here in a bit. I got a couple letters I want to get to, a couple fan letters. This first one just says, love the show. Love your shirt even more. I like the shirt you're wearing. And that's concerning. This is an audio-only program, and I don't know how you would know what shirt I'm wearing. But the next one is uh, from Dwayne. says... Hey, it's Dwayne. I used to be Dennis, and before I was Dennis, I was Dwayne before that. So I actually have changed my name back to Dwayne. My previous girlfriend was trying to change me, so I changed it to Dennis. But I've broken up, and I'm not wearing the hip-hop clothes that she made me wear. Now my name is Dwayne again, and I'm wearing cowboy boots with shorts. Are there other reasons than boredom and bad leadership to rebrand or are these the best reasons? Thanks. All the best. Dwayne, Dwayne forever. So I guess the question I would pose to you is what are bad reasons for a rebrand? Well, uh, you hit on one boredom that happens a lot. People just think, just feel it's right to do it, but there's, there has to be some underlying strategic purpose for it because what happens if you rebrand, you're basically signaling to the marketplace something's different here something's new and you have to be able to explain that why in in like a very simple sense you ever go by a restaurant and they have a banner out in the front yard and it says under new management it's like take another look come back in maybe you had bad service or a bad meal but now we're different that's kind of what rebranding is that is what rebranding is and saying you know think in your gut have a different feeling about us now. So if you if you had a blue logo and now you have a red one, let's just talk about the identity part of aesthetics. You're telling people that something is different. And so if that's where the story ends, just to be different, that's not enough reason. That's a bad reason. Now you can certainly do that, but it needs to be underpinned by something that we're expanding into new markets. We've acquired this other company uh, we have a change in leadership. There's been inconsistency. We're not relevant as blue anymore. We, red's more relevant to what we do. Uh, it's outdated. Uh, our target audience has shifted. There's a lot of great reasons that why you might switch your logo like that. Uh, but don't just do it because a leader is bored or like a trend trap. There was, you know, there was a period of time. It's over now. But if you had, you had to have a swoosh on your logo, or it wasn't a logo. Everybody had a swoosh. Every new company had a swooshy element. Burger King wrapped their logo in two swooshes. There's swooshes on everything. Like you're not a company unless you got on the swoosh bandwagon. So following that trend trap, I think, is a mistake. Just to ride sort of the visual zeitgeist or what culture says is a logo or is neat or interesting. That's a road to nowhere because pretty soon that it fades as fast as it arrives and now you've got to do it again. And so that's that's a bad reason. I think a lot of times um, companies evaluate their brand based on visual aesthetic. And that's reasonable because that's what everyone sees. You know, they don't see leadership and culture and mission. I've never met anyone at Apple in my life, uh, but I believe in that product and I would mourn it if it went away. Um, so they, they take a lot of interest in the design and the aesthetic and, and all those things. And that's, that's, 
that's good. Um, but what really matters is the performance of the product or service, you know? Yeah. Like I got this shirt, right. And it's got a big wolf on it. It's an awesome wolf shirt. Now somehow somebody knows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks awesome. And, and I'm going to order as many as possible. Like this is an example of, you know, just living up to the hype. Anyway. Now, on the other side though, there are a, a few examples that come to mind where they had clunky stuff, but the intention, the culture and the product and service was great. So it, it didn't matter. Like Verizon had the most laughably panned brand identity forever till they changed it a few years ago. And uh, that didn't matter. They were successful with that. Or like Uber, when it first came out, had a horrible identity, but it worked. The identity caught up to the performance of the experience. And that's, you see that more often than you do the other way around because those people, those companies fade before they ever had a chance. Uh, anything you'd like to say to Dwayne? <laughs> <clears throat> well, Dwayne, I would say, you know, if every time the wind blows, you change, um, you're going to struggle. Um, brands do best when they when they stick to who they are and that's what they are. And it, and it would, doesn't matter if you see this brand in a food truck or at the Taj Mahal. It's, it is who it is, where it is, how it is. And so my advice to Dwayne would be to look inward to find that and not for exterior validation. There you go, Dwayne. There you go. Thanks for listening uh, to everybody. And uh, Greg, thanks for coming on. No, it's great to be here again with you, Smithy. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks. See you guys later. Goodbye.